Despite the losses, Gamecock fans have plenty to be excited about regarding South Carolina's tight end room. Plus, could South Carolina lose their offensive coordinator in Dow Loggins? We'll discuss all that today on Locked On Gamecocks. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams. I'm your host, Andrew Lyon, and as always, thank you for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first watch or listen here today. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. And we've got a lot to dive into on this Thursday edition of Locked on Gamecocks. And let's start off by having a more in-depth discussion regarding South Carolina's new tight end room. Now, obviously, the Gamecocks have a bunch of new faces in this room compared to what they went into the 2022 season with. As, of course, Jaheim Bell transferred out of Columbia and went to Florida State. Austin Stogner went back to his old home in Oklahoma and Travion Keenan ended up retiring from football altogether. And Nate Atkins is officially done with college football as he's exhausted all of his eligibility. So with all of this taking place in just the span of a few weeks, South Carolina was in desperate need of getting some new tight ends into this program very quickly. And to have a good mixture of both guys that have played in college football for a while now, along with some younger talent that they could mold and develop over the next couple years. And that's exactly what Shane Beamer and the Gamecock coaching staff got, as they managed to get Trey Knox from Arkansas, Joshua Simon from Western Kentucky, Nick Elksness from Florida, Reed McKeska, Connor Cox, and Cameron Sandlin, all from the high school ranks. And the thing is, when you look at this tight end room and you look at the composition of it, there's a couple of really solid reasons why South Carolina fans should be excited about this tight end room, not just going into 2023, but also beyond. The first reason why fans should be really excited about South Carolina's new tight end room is the diversity of skill sets that this room is going to possess. With South Carolina and whatever offense Dow Loggins decides to run in the fall of 2023, the Gamecocks are going to have multiple skill sets between these six tight ends. They're going to have four what I like to call flex tight ends. Basically, guys that, you know, could line up in line with the offensive line if you really want them to, and usually you need everybody to be able to do that just to give the defense that certain look, but these tight ends are more often than not going to be out there in order to be a receiving threat, and these tight ends that I'm talking about are Trey Knox, Joshua Simon, Reed McKeska, and Cameron Sandlin. Now, Trey Knox obviously is the biggest name get and probably the best get out of this entire group. Trey Knox is, of course, a graduate transfer from Arkansas who was recruited by Justin Stepp, now South Carolina's wide receivers coach, and was coached up the last two years, ironically enough, by South Carolina's now offensive coordinator in Dow Loggins, who we'll be talking about a little bit more regarding Arkansas's job in just a little bit. But Trey Knox is a guy that obviously is going to offer you 
positional versatility in the sense that he can line up all over the field. He can line up in line with the offensive line if you want him to. He can line up as sort of a wing offset H-back. He can line up out in the slot. He can line up all the way outside the numbers. You could put Trey Knox just about anywhere you want. Now, can you line him up like you did maybe Jaheim Bell in 2022, including even the running back position? No, you probably can't do that. And obviously, Trey Knox is not going to maybe offer everything that Jaheim Bell offered, but Trey Knox is going to be a solid receiving threat. And the thing is, when you look at South Carolina's current group of wide receivers that they have on this team, they have Antoine Juice Wells coming back. And of course, guys like to carry on Joyner, Amarian Brown, Xavier Leggett. But South Carolina, beyond those experienced wideouts, they don't really have a whole lot in terms of proven production or guys that are, you know, maybe supremely highly touted prospects out of high school that are going to come in here where the coaching staff can maybe expect those guys to contribute right away. So South Carolina is going to need to find some help at the tight end position in terms of giving the passing game a little bit of an extra boost. Trey Knox is going to do that. Joshua Simon from Western Kentucky is another receiving threat. Now, Joshua Simon might not play as many snaps as Trey Knox this season, depending on, again, what Dow Loggins decides to do with South Carolina's offense. But he's a guy that you can scheme open. And this is what happened with him in Western Kentucky's offense a bunch throughout his career there. And it led to a career-high seven touchdown receptions in 2022. He might not be quite the athlete Trey Knox is, but Joshua Simon obviously is seasoned, and he can be quite reliable if you utilize him properly. Reed McKeska and Cameron Sandlin are both really good athletes. Reed McKeska is a guy that could kind of do a little bit of both. He's not afraid to go up and try to block somebody, but he's also got the athleticism to go out wide or even down the field for some passes in the passing game. So McKeska is a kid that he might probably get redshirted in his first year, but Give him a couple years, and Reed McKeska could be a really solid tight end in this Gamecock offense. Cameron Sandlin played quarterback at Anniston High School over in Alabama. Got a ton of athleticism that he brings, and he's going to probably take a little bit longer than, say, a Reed McKeska to really be able to transition fully to the tight end position. But again, he offers intriguing athletic tools that could do wonders for him down the road. Now you also look at a couple combo options, guys that can both catch and block at a pretty high level in Connor Cox and Nick Elksness. These two guys are going to normally probably be that second tight end in those two tight end sets that you might still see in this new Dow Loggins offense here at South Carolina, with Nick Elksness probably being, of course, the first one of the two that's going out there as, again, somebody that might fill in the role of Austin Stogner, who will still go out on some routes, both, again, to the sideline, maybe behind the last scrimmage, and also maybe some out routes over the middle, things of that nature. But Nick Elksness is going to make his money's worth, especially early on in his career, in the running game and on special teams. So the point being, all these guys are either going to play a role for this team immediately, or once they get a couple years to develop, they're going to then step into said roles once some of these guys have cycled out. Which leads me to my final point regarding why South Carolina fans should be really excited about this tight end room. Because in terms of eligibility amongst all these players... The coaching staff did a great job of getting guys that are evenly spaced out in terms of how long they could play at South Carolina. 
Trey Knox was a graduate transfer, so therefore, he's got one year left of eligibility. Joshua Simon has two years left. Nick Elksness has three years left. And Reed McKeska, Cameron Sandlin, and Connor Cox will all have five years to play for. None of these guys are going to fall into the category of guys that can use a COVID year because, of course, the COVID year is just for guys that were playing college football in the 2020 college football season. So, the Gamecocks have evenly spaced out the eligibility to where, in terms of maybe seeing a mass exodus like they did this past offseason, that should not happen again, at least for the foreseeable future, based on the way they sort of set things up regarding the guys that they brought in. This tight end room, again, in terms of maybe the names and the fact that these are all fresh faces, they might not get talked about as much, but the tight end position was such a big part of South Carolina's offense in 2021 and 22. And there's no reason to believe that with Dow Loggett's coming over here with his own idea of pro-stylish concepts, that the tight end position is all of a sudden going to be less valuable in this offense. I still believe you're going to see some two tight end sets. You may see a lot more 11 personnel, but there's no question that South Carolina having six tight ends on the roster, they're certainly going to plan to utilize the majority of them as much as they can, depending as much as they can, depending on, of course, how ready they are for the moment this upcoming season. Now, speaking of Dow Loggins, when he was hired here at South Carolina, there was a lot of noise surrounding the hire. And admittedly, if you based it off of social media, the noise for the most part was not good. It was very negative, as a matter of fact, in certain cases. And Dow Loggins, of course, left his alma mater in Arkansas to come to South Carolina. And there's been a big move that has happened involving the Razorbacks in the past 24 hours that has led to the following question. Could Dow Loggins end up going back to Fayetteville? We're going to discuss that potential possibility in just a couple moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis where you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from the NFL playoffs to college basketball and esports. Bet Online has got it all. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome back to this edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. Thank you for making Locked On Gamecocks your first listen every day. Make sure that you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball, where you'll find everything you need to know about the college basketball season in just one place. Plus, you'll hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So there was some big news that really sent some seismic shockwaves in Fayetteville, Arkansas yesterday afternoon. As it has been reported now by multiple credible media sources that Razorback Offensive Coordinator Kendall Bryles is apparently leaving Fayetteville to go and take the offensive coordinator position over at TCU, which of course has been vacant since 
Garrett Riley ended up leaving the TCU job to go take the Clemson offensive coordinator position just less than a week ago. It's funny how all these things go in circles in college football. But in regards to this move with Kendall Browse going from Arkansas to TCU, so in terms of how this move could affect the Gamecocks, if you were paying close enough attention back when South Carolina had originally hired their current offensive coordinator in Dow Loggins, then you might recall that Dow Loggins was Arkansas's tight end coach at the time. But here's the thing. Dow Loggins hasn't just been a tight end coach at Arkansas. Dow Loggins has been a player at Arkansas. Arkansas is his alma mater. It is where he played college football. Yes, he might have been a walk-on quarterback, but that's where Dow Loggins ended up going to school because it was a dream for him to go to Arkansas. And it sort of ended up working out perfectly for him that when he decided to go to the college ranks away from the NFL, that Arkansas had a position open at that tight end coaching slot, which, of course, Dow Loggins took in order to learn more about the nuances of being a college football coach, both on the field, how offensives looked in the college game, and also how to recruit. If he could handle the responsibility of having to go out on the road and recruit 16-, 17-, and 18-year-old kids. And now, of course... Dow Loggins is the offensive coordinator at South Carolina. But with this recent move that Kendall Browse has made, there's now some chatter, at least on Arkansas's end especially, that, you know, hey, maybe they should go and try to get one of their favorite sons in Dow Loggins back home and have him be the Razorbacks offensive coordinator for this next season. Now, I know that saying that will make some Gamecock fans inherently concerned and if the name Brian Van Gorder means anything to some of y'all, then I know that this kind of rumbling gives y'all maybe some flashbacks of when Brian Van Gorder was here. I believe he was South Carolina's defensive coordinator for basically like a month and a half before he wound up getting another high-level job offer, and he ended up taking it. So those particular fans might end up thinking, oh great, here we go again. It's getting ready to happen to us all over again. Here's the thing. I don't think that there's any reason to worry about Dow Loggins going to Arkansas. Well, I won't say maybe no reason to worry, but I think at the end of the day, Dow Loggins is going to end up sticking around here in Columbia. And there's a couple reasons why I believe this to be the case. Firstly, if Dow Loggins was going to have the chance to be Arkansas's offensive coordinator after all the chatter that has surrounded Kendall Browse for basically the last year and a half or two years in Fayetteville regarding him and other high-profile offensive coordinator positions, it just does not make sense to me that Dow Loggins would have left Fayetteville in the first place to come to Columbia, uproot his entire family, just to end up deciding a little over a month later that, you know what, I'm going to actually go right on back to Arkansas like I never even left in the first place. That just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I mean, Dow Loggins has had some opportunities to be an offensive coordinator at other places before he took the job at South Carolina, including Kentucky, especially, I believe, this past offseason. His name was thrown into their coaching search on a couple of different website sources. Which leads me into my next point. If you recall Dow Loggins' introductory press conference back in mid-December when he was talking to the media at the time and, of course, basically also talking to the fans about, you know, what his expectations are while he's here in Columbia, you know, what the offense is going to look like and all that good stuff. He mentioned how, you know, he had reached a point in his career where 
he could be picky with which jobs he ends up taking at the end of the day. And how he doesn't choose jobs at this point. He chooses people. And he talked about how Shane Beamer, the head coach here at South Carolina, was a big reason why Dow Loggins left Arkansas to go to South Carolina in the first place. And having been there in person, I can tell y'all up front that it seemed really genuine hearing that from Dow Loggins. It did not come off to me like he was trying to put on any sort of face. And I know that there's a lot of coaches out there that when it comes to introductory press conferences, they'll always try to say, of course, the nicest things they possibly can about the program, about the head coach, so that you know people get the idea that they really cared about this job and they wanted this job just about compared to every other job opening or job opportunity that they may have had or been able to take. But I just do not think that Dal Loggins was being disingenuous when he was saying all this. And the thing is, if Dal Loggins decided that he was going to go back to Arkansas after basically signing a contract here at South Carolina, saying that he wants to coach here under Shane Beamer, he would take a massive hit in the coaching fraternity. I'm not going to make it out like he would be blackballed from getting any other major job opportunities outside of Arkansas. But let's just say it would be incredibly more difficult but let's just say it would be a lot more difficult for Dow Loggins to ever see a major offensive coordinator position given to him at any other major power five program ever again if he were to make a move like this basically he would end up sticking around in Fayetteville as long as he was in the college ranks that is of course if this situation were to play out this way I think that Dow Loggins understands that. And the other thing is, I think that Shane Beamer did enough vetting here in the first place when he was going through his whole offensive coordinator search that you know that Shane Beamer probably did his homework and this crossed his mind that this could potentially be a possibility. I don't think that Shane Beamer on a whim would have just taken Dow Loggins without fully knowing that, look, if this Arkansas job ends up opening up in about a month or so, in a couple of weeks, Dow Loggins is not going to just jump on back to Fayetteville. He's going to come here and he's going to stick with us for a little while. I don't think that he would have taken Dow Loggins if he was not sure of that. So I think it's pretty easy to deduce at the end of the day why Dow Loggins is more than likely not going to go from South Carolina to Arkansas. I'm not going to completely shut the door on it because obviously it is his alma mater. It is basically his home. And obviously home is where the heart is and home can pull at your heart strength. So not going to make it out like that there's no chance of this happening. But I would be very, very surprised in all honesty if it were to unfold that way after everything that has already played out with this entire offensive coordinator search and Dow Loggins first few weeks here in Columbia up to this point. Now, speaking of Dow Loggins, he was also involved in a high school visit just a few days ago where he and wide receiver coach Justin Stepp went to go and see one of South Carolina's few remaining targets on the 2023 recruiting board. Who was this target and why is he such an important target to the Gamecocks? We're going to discuss this more in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. 
Today's show is also brought to you by Built Bar. Now, if you're looking for a delicious treat, but maybe you don't want all the fat and calorie content involved, then you gotta try Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that can help you accomplish your New Year's resolutions this time around. They aren't just healthy, they are extremely enjoyable because they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come in a variety of flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and much, much more. These bars are only 130 calories. They include just 4 grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And right now, you can get Built Bar at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. If you go to Walmart, go to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a 4-bar box that includes cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. At Sam's Club, you can grab a box of 13 bars that includes brownie batter and churro flavors. I promise you... You'll thank me later because Built Bar is where tasty is the new healthy. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. Elijah Codwell is one of a few remaining targets left on South Carolina's 2023 recruiting board. And while Elijah Codwell hasn't been maybe the biggest target over the majority of the recruiting cycle, make no mistake about it, South Carolina's entire coaching staff is highly interested in acquiring the talents of Elijah Codwell. Now, Elijah Caldwell played for Northwestern High School and had a banner senior season, which is what led us to this late push that's been made by South Carolina, as he recorded over 70 receptions, over 1,300 receiving yards, and 20 total touchdowns, which led to him being a participant in the Shrine Bowl, which, of course, again, is an all-star game that takes place between the best senior prospects from the state of South Carolina and the state of North Carolina. And Elijah Caldwell has seen a few more offers trickle in since then, including one from South Carolina. Now, the other main contender here in this recruitment up to this point is NC State. And Elijah Caldwell seems to be reciprocating their interest as he took an official visit to Raleigh, North Carolina just this past weekend. But South Carolina has made sure to let him know that they are not going to back down to these other teams. As this past Friday, before Elijah Codwell even visited Raleigh, the Gamecocks sent wide receivers coach Justin Stepp and offensive coordinator Dow Loggins up to Northwestern to check out the school and, of course, chat with Elijah Codwell. You see him standing there with the two coaches. If you're watching this on YouTube, giving the Spurs up right there. And then on Tuesday, Justin Stepp came back to Northwestern High School for another in-person visit with Elijah Caldwell. So, again, very clear that the Gamecock coaching staff wants Elijah Caldwell, and there's a very good reason why, or a couple good reasons why. Firstly, I mentioned earlier on today's show, South Carolina's got three super seniors at wide receiver, plus Antoine Juice Wells. They're the four most experienced receivers in this program, at least in terms of maybe their collective college career and also what they produced up to this point. And all these guys are widely expected to be gone after the 2023 season. Four more wide receivers leaving the program after losing Jalen Brooks and Josh Van this past season. 
And this coaching staff for South Carolina has recognized that they got to load up on some high school talent at the wide receiver position. Elijah Caldwell would be a good start to that. As they've already gotten guys like Kelton Henderson and C.J. Adams. But the thing about Elijah Caldwell is he is a dangerous wide receiver all over the field. He's a guy that is a catch-and-run threat, but can also catch passes over defenders' heads down the field. He is a true downfield receiving threat for a variety of reasons. His acceleration and ball carrier vision when he's on the run, and also his ability to rise up over defenders. He is a guy that can be a multi-purpose weapon in a college offense. And the South Carolina Gamecocks, no offense, of course, to any of the guys that are currently on the roster, they don't really have a wide receiver that is one of those types where he's just going to jump up over anybody that is on him to go and catch a pass. And as you as well as might possess that, maybe some other guys possess it too, but you haven't seen that too often from the guys the Gamecocks currently have on the roster. Elijah Caldwell, if they were to add him at the end of the day, would change that to a great deal. I'm not going to make it out like Elijah Caldwell would start for South Carolina if he were to join the class and step foot on campus, of course, this summer. But I would not be surprised if Elijah Caldwell came to Columbia and within just a couple years, you see his name in that starting lineup. And it wouldn't be just because he's from South Carolina or maybe it's because South Carolina doesn't have a whole lot of guys at the position. It would be because Elijah Caldwell is quite talented and again, based on what you have seen from Justin Stepp and the visits he has made to Northwestern High School, there's no question he is a priority for South Carolina. And this is going to be a recruitment to watch in the next week and a half or so leading in to that National Signing Day on February the 1st. With that being said, y'all, that's going to do it for today's show of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show as always. What are y'all's thoughts on South Carolina's new look tight end room? What are you excited about regarding the new tight ends that are on South Carolina's roster heading into 2023? What are your thoughts on Arkansas losing Kendall Browse and subsequently potentially looking at Dow Loggins as his replacement? Do you think that there's a real chance that that could happen? Or do you think that it's more than likely he's going to stay in Columbia. And lastly, what are your thoughts on Elijah Caldwell, especially for you South Carolina natives? How much would you like to see him wearing the garnet and black? I want to hear all of y'all's thoughts, as always, down below in the comments section. If you're watching today's show on YouTube, or you could shoot me a direct message at A-Line underscore SC on Twitter, and I'll try to respond to your message as quickly as I see it. And also... Don't forget to make Lockdown College Basketball your second watch or listen now that you have listened to or watched the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. But once again, y'all, that does it for me on today's show. I hope you all have a great rest of your Thursday, and I will catch y'all on the next show of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast.